You know, we enjoy such a beautiful church after so many uh, attempts or uh, of renovation and making the church more and more conformed to the mind of the church about the sacred liturgy. One of the aspects of our renovations that really surprised me in a positive way was our Stations of the Cross, our beautiful Stations of the Cross, so symbolic. You get one of the, the booklets, it has a description of each of uh, the, the stations and the, the buildings that are in the background, the colors of the clothing that people are wearing, the flower, down to the flowers that are, uh, that are in present in some of the stations, all have uh, symbolism. And I, of course, I have done the Stations of the Cross in the Holy Land, and one of the things that I was amazed about, I thought, this makes so much sense, as we were going through the city, the first nine Stations of the Cross are in the Muslim district of the Holy City, and as you continue through, people go through so many times, nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody stops. No one is reverent when you're going through. And that was probably the way it was when Jesus suffered and died. The total depravity of his uh, crucifixion and death. Nobody cared. Nobody stopped. Nobody noticed. It was just another common criminal being led to his crucifixion and death. Amongst all the stages of the cross, there is an interplay between two Roman centurions, one in the Middle Ages was given the name Longinus, uh, who, as we go along, he is dressed in red, has a conversion as he goes along. One becomes more and more angry, one, uh, Longinus, becomes more and more converted, as if to say, what are we doing? We get to the stations 8, 9, and 10, there is this chaos that's ensuing. We get to station number 11, you can see it over there by the, that fire uh, uh, fire alarm there. Longinus has, has his red garment and he is stiff as a board, sickened by what he has uh, chosen to participate in. And of course, in the tradition, he is the one who pierces the Lord's side and blood and water comes forth, representing, of course, baptism and the blood of Christ. So these are wonderful meditations, but it gets more and more, from the chaos, gets more and more quiet why we don't ring the bells during this time, uh, uh, during these days until we get to the Easter vigil. Everything is supposed to be quiet. So we had a moment of quiet even uh, during uh, this prayer service, that we silence ourselves as it was silent as we continue along the stations of the cross to where Jesus is buried. And then it becomes a dark, lonely Friday night about what is going to happen next. How will God choose to work with his people who have killed his only son? It should lead us a little bit unsettled on this Good Friday, as it should every Good Friday, as we wait with joyful anticipation of what Jesus, or what God will do next through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.